Hello, and welcome to Market Talk with Royal Harbor Partners. I'm Natalie Pika here with Glenn Royal, our portfolio manager, to talk about our current presidential election. Um, I am having the conversation with clients on what seems like at least a daily basis, if not multiple times a day. Um, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this prediction? This particular presidential cycle. And I always come back and I say, we have managed through other presidential cycles and we will manage through this one. Um, what does well in under one particular uh, presidency may not do well under another and vice versa. And so we've just learned to pivot, um, which is which is what we're we're good at. Um, but I wanted to hear Glenn's thoughts today on where we are in this current uh, election cycle and how we may be making changes as we move forward. Well, thanks, Natalie. It, it's, it, those are great questions and certainly something keeping me up at night. Uh, the first thing I want to stress is that I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just an analyst. <laughs> so we have to manage money no matter who is elected president. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. And really, this is along party lines, the Democrats and the Republicans. Um, one of the things that the market has been shifting its focus towards uh, is a stronger belief in the polls this time. I think that maybe last time was an anomaly that the polls didn't count, but there's more of a focus that the polls are more accurate. So that's leading the market to believe that Joe Biden will be elected president potentially with the blue wave sweep of all three branches. Um, that's starting to be priced into uh, infrastructure assets. It's starting to be priced into uh, companies that uh, participate in the broadening out of the of growth in the economy, mm. cyclical or uh, type stocks. Um, the setup that I see is the worst case, obviously, is a contested election. We don't want to get in a situation where we don't know who the president is until Thanksgiving. Uh, markets don't like uncertainty, right? We, we like to know where we're coming from. Uh, so that would be problematic. We can just set that aside for a moment. But let's assume it's a clean election. I know that, you know, I'm a contrarian investor. I tend to buy things that are out of favor. And 90% of the public right now expects a contested election. And it's just going to be, you know, anarchy, if you right. will. Right. As a contrarian, I think that probability is probably low. The nature <laughs> of it, that, that we probably will have a clean election and we'll know quicker, sooner than, than not. Um, I can tell you if, you, if you want to handicap that night, there's two states, battleground states to watch in the presidential election. And that's going to be Pennsylvania with 20 electoral college votes. It's a swing state in Florida that has 28 or 29 electoral college votes. They're both currently a little bit towards the, the Biden side, but within that margin of error. So if we see those two big states with those two big electoral college votes go one night or the election. That's probably going to give you an idea how it's going to shake out in the morning. Uh, so let's set this up. What if it's a Republican uh, election and a sweep and, and the president retains the president Trump retains the White House uh, and Republicans can retain control of the Senate? stays with Democrats. Uh, in that scenario, I would say you already know what you're going to get. It'll be more the same. There'll be right. continued uh, tariff situations like we've seen with China, 
perhaps expanding to Europe this time in the next four years. And those aren't necessarily market friendly. Those are costly. They take reduced profits that cause disruptions in the supply chain. We'll get through it. Uh, just like we have this, this this last presidential cycle. I would expect that you would see dollar strength as a result of the nationalism that we see under President Trump, which will mean more of the same. Technology stocks ought to still do well. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, and, and I do, would in that scenario, you would probably see me bring money from abroad that we have a little bit there as we're starting to move out and move it quickly back to the U.S. towards S&P 500 type stocks. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we go for a, a blue wave, if you will. Uh, Biden wins the White House and, and the Senate. Uh, and then there's a question of what majority would the uh, in the Senate would the Democrats have? If we're only talking 51, 52 senators, that's within that filibuster. So it's still going to be hard for them to get their major tax reform, different legislation like that through. Uh, if, if we, and, and then even more so, if the that Senate stays in Republican hands, and so that's the race I'm really watching that night. More so than the White House is, I want to see what happens in the Senate, if uh, how that lays out that night. If it is a blue wave and the Democrats are able to pick up 55 seats. And I think there's stronger probabilities that you're going to see legislative legislation relating to uh, quickly. You'll see perhaps a $2 trillion additional stimulus bill. You're going to see infrastructure programs and you're going to see clean energy programs. We think total spending under a blue wave scenario could amount to as much as $7 trillion. Mm. Now, how are we going to get there? It's going to be a combination of higher taxes and deficit spending. But that's the scenario we're seeing. So under a blue wave, I would expect the the uh, uh, the tariff issue. I mean, not tariff. Excuse me. Uh, antitrust issues that we see going on in technology companies will continue, perhaps be worse under Democrats than they would be under Republicans, which are going that way as well. Uh, and then I see that leadership changing in this market. It's going to come away from these tech companies that have done so well this year and more into broad-based cyclical and perhaps those value companies. So we're watching this very carefully, but the market right now is pricing in the effects of a blue wave. Okay, that's very good. Good thoughts. Um, I think we also speak a lot about, you know, the the, the sectors of the market, the 10, the 10, 11 sectors of the S&P 500. And I think clients often understand when we say, um, an energy sector, or we're in the healthcare sector, or financial sector. Um, can you speak a little bit to? It? And I know we talk about it often. Um, what sectors may or may not do well under each scenario? What we may be looking at overall, if you look at healthcare under the Obama administration versus healthcare under the Trump administration. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And so the being that we're in Houston, Texas, uh, energy is near and dear to our hearts, right? right. We we're all touch it one way or another. In the last night's third and final debate, the very final closing statement from uh, uh, Vice President Biden was that uh, going after energy, he was going to switch to green energy, right? That's a little alarming. You know, to hear that, particularly that close of the debate, I don't know if you want any Texas votes out of that. <laughs> but that did come on. And so I, I look at that and I think, okay, how does that impact? 
So what we do know about Biden's proposal so far was that it would ban fracking on public lands, the issuance of new permits. There's not any talk about shutting down what's there, just the issuance of new permits. Let's talk about our energy portfolio. So we're there and, and know that energy dot com era, energy was 15% of the S&P 500. You had to own ExxonMobil. You right. had to have it or you just didn't yes. perform in the markets, right? Yes. Today, energy is less than 3% of the S&P 500. And we all know if we've all been locally, we probably all watched ExxonMobil and kind of seen the horrors of that stock. But where we are in our energy is we're in the Permian because the Permian is where it's at in the United States. We own uh, Chevron, Chevron bought Noble. So what you have going on is these big, strong energy companies with these powerful balance sheets. They're buying out those second tier companies that have too much debt and are having to go to the high yield junk market in order to create more financing. And that's shut down on them. So what's happening? They're being bought out. Mm-hmm. So here we are right now is a, a scenario where I think that if the Biden administration comes in and we see that ban on fracking, what we've done is we've set up with Pioneer that just bought out. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me, I just blinked out. Uh, just bought another uh, uh, another partially engineering. Just bought a partially. They've come together, and then we have uh, Conoco that bought out Concho. So now you have two of the the biggest pure plays in the Permian, and this is on private lands. So I am actually think it would be to our favor if there is a ban on the issuance of permits for fracking on public lands, because that shuts all that down and we're in a sweet spot. So we do have a little bit of politicking going on in the energy space. Also, we're also seeing that the big majors have underinvested in production. That's why you're seeing some of this move. They're going in to grab that in the Permian. And I I can see potential for the supply disruptions later in the next year and and increase pressure on energy prices. Uh, One of the other things that I think can happen under a democratic blue sweep as well is inflationary pressures that you may see for demand as we go for materials on infrastructure bills and all these others, So, which we haven't had since the 70s. In 30 years, secular decline in interest rates has been driven by deflation, and now we're at a potential are we seeing signs to spark inflation? Knowing our Fed is whipping those flames to try to get inflation back up, probably I can see inflation running to 3% before the Fed moves in and starts to try to do something about it. So it'll come from energy, commodities, and all this broad-based stimulus from central bankers and all that that's going on is going to lift all assets. So there's... It's on the, you know, it's in the horizon. It's not upon us yet. It's something that we're really cautious about. And it could be driven by that energy. Right. So there's always things to do, regardless of if it's a red or a blue administration. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And again, we're just analysts. We're going to manage money, whoever's in that White House, from, from either a Democrat or Republican administration, either owning all three branches or being blocked by one branch. Right. We'll still get through it. Right. It's about always looking at the, the the landscape and looking for the opportunity. Some companies making money somewhere. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate this and uh, looking forward to the next time we speak. 
Same here, Natalie. Royal Harbor Partners is a registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed by Royal Harbor Partners on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.